Hello everyone, episode 30 of It Was All a Stream. I'm Chris Sachs here hosting alongside Neil Carroll. Welcome back, everybody. What do we got this week? We gotta dive right into Falcon Orders. Yes, we do. Uh yes, we do. Sneakily slow episode, but I don't think in a bad way. I agree. I I was happy that it kept going, but I definitely was sitting there like, oh, that's the end. Oh, oh, that's the end. Oh, <laughs> right. Like there was several moments where I was, you know, like I want, like I wanted, I kept wanting more. I wasn't disappointed when it came back, but they had several natural ending points that they didn't use. So let's go over this episode kind of beat by beat. Yeah. Okay. So we'll kind of, we'll go over progressively throughout the episode. So we start out with John Walker, uh, going to some random warehouse after he viciously murders a flag smasher with the shield of captain America and Sam and Bucky catch up to him. Um, and they basically demand that he returns the shield and they fight him and take it from him. Yes. Even though he has superpower now. Yes. He has taken the super soldier serum Um, so it was basically one super soldier versus another super soldier and a regular person. And it, I was a little shocked because essentially he gets like his arm broken, which, you know, Captain America is holding helicopters down on building, (laughs) but this guy like bends the wrong way and breaks his elbow. Yeah. Well, maybe, I mean, you know, he was being held on one side by, Bucky and then the other side um, Sam was using the jet power from his wings true so maybe it just took that to break his arm and you know Uh, he's new to the super soldier um, game man he's only been a super soldier for less than 24 hours this is I'm just saying maybe it takes a little bit to become a little bit more listen it's certainly not as egregious invincible it's certainly not as egregious as the man of steel uh, where he's facing Zod, another essentially Superman. Yes, punching each other through buildings. Yes, but also at the end, it's like, oh, they're invincible, except they have like weak lower vertebrae and when he spins his head. How spoilers. amazing is the move, though, that they use to finish him? Where oh, Bucky just swings him like a bat and yeah, and uh, Sam comes in flying in with Bam. the shield. No, that was good. Uh, that was awesome. Unbelievable. Um, that was awesome. Yeah, a very brutal fight, too, for Disney. Um, Not tame. But, you know, good for them for finally taking the shield back from John Walker. Long overdue. Also, what I liked about that scene, I guess because we're going, you know, we're just going over it as we talk about it. What I liked was there were moments that lasted long enough where you thought, oh, this one's going to take it. Oh no, that one's like, like yes. the Falcon, you know, he ends up with it first, but mm-hmm. then like kind of drops it and then he gets put down and then winter soldier picks it up and holds on to it and holds it long enough where you're like, Oh, are they going to go? Is this the road they're going to go down? And then right. maybe we get a couple episodes with him as, and then he, you know, spoiler alert kind of yeah. drops it and gives it to him. But that was that was well played. That was well played. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the so then with you know, with no more leads, uh the, the group 
splits up with Sam taking the shield and leaving his his broken wings with Joaquin Torres. That's a little nod to what may come for Joaquin because in the comics, he takes over as Falcon. Um, And then Bucky goes and he finds Zemo and hands him over to the Dora Milaje. Dora Milaje, um, for their very flamboyant and unique stylings, tend to blend seamlessly into these various Eastern European cultures that like communities. <laughs> like they just, they just pop, pop out up. out of nowhere. Yeah. It's like, oh, the Dora <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. is here. Yeah. That's and, what and I know one, you know, that's what I kept thinking of. Cause uh, you know, obviously Godzilla versus Kong yes. came out a couple weeks ago and I watched the um, Godzilla movies before that to like catch up. For some reason, these giant monsters always seem to sneak up out of nowhere uh, yeah. from these people. There's always like a fog that you can't see the giant monster through, which is just absurd. Um, uh, absurd. Anyway, and slight tangent. It's like, yeah, you've got fish finders that can track a minnow, but we, we don't know that Godzilla's off the coast. Right. Um, anyway, so what did you think about, you know, Bucky keeping his promise he he turns zemo over to um the dora milaje and zemo kind of seems cool with everything that's going on he he He, seems cool with it like he's got his own plan i feel like he's got a plan yeah he's got his plan and he knew he knew that this was probably the most likely thing that was going to happen they they were going to turn him over and kind of double cross him a little bit um how do i feel about that Ah, i get it I kind of wish that he went rogue and was like, just, you know, walk and walk, we'll catch you next time or that kind of thing. But did the right thing. Yeah, well, at first when Bucky like walks up on him, he says like, oh, I'm, I've decided I'm not going to kill you. Like Zemo right. says that to Bucky and then Bucky doesn't kill him. And, you know, they almost have like a weird yeah, it was a connection moment. because yeah. Zemo says, I took, I took the liberty of crossing my own name off of your, list and like right. all that stuff so which was a nice have little a throwaway weird mutual respect yeah because i think i think that bucky is like a self-loathing superhero oh without a doubt yeah and and zemo hates superheroes so they yes, connect does. in the fact that yeah that it's like that bucky doesn't like himself right. and zemo doesn't like him so therefore and they so have they, something in common they connect in their <laughs> hatred yeah um many levels many layers it's onion-esque well let's let's talk about the really the big god one of the big reveals in this episode uh-huh. which was you have the trial of john walker where yes he uh is this was interesting other than honorably discharged right which is that's not a dishonorable discharge is that so... something different from a dishonorable discharge I don't know. Like there's honorable, dishonorable, and I guess there's other levels. Like we'd have to we'd have to call in a professional gotcha. uh, on that. Because that was I, interesting how that know, was worded. I guess they I do that confused. like if it's real, which it probably is. Like I'm i I'm sure they have levels. Yeah. If it's real, I guess they do that so that they can be like, you know, we still want you to be able to go to the VA but we don't want to say you're a good person. Yeah, but he he was he also loses all benefits. 
they said. Oh, that's right. That's right. So, oh, so uh, I don't get it. Maybe it is. Maybe it's just a different way of saying dishonorably. Dishonorable. Discharged. I don't know. Um, so he obviously honorably. discharged and gets the title of Captain America taken away from him. Um, he was not happy about it and threw a bit of a fit, walks out. Nine, nine, and nine, nine. Essentially, waiting for him is a character known as. I'm going to try to get this right on the first time because it's a mouthful. Mm. Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. That's correct. Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Played by Julie Louis Dreyfus, which that is correct. I think is excellent casting. Uh, she, so like Julie Louis Dreyfus is probably like obviously Jerry Seinfeld is enormously wealthy and the wealthiest one out of all of them. Mm-hmm. But, but I would say it's Julie Louis Dreyfus that's had the better career post Seinfeld. Um, Wouldn't you agree? Out of everyone out of Seinfeld, yeah. who had the best careers. I mean, it's a toss up between her and and Jerry, right? But, I don't but know how money. much Jerry. Yeah, I don't know how much Jerry Seinfeld pursued acting mm-hmm. success compared to just like. He already had all of his Seinfeld money. He's right. like, I'm just going to live my life and do stand up. And that's good enough for me, which right. is fine. But like, if you're talking about like, a, you know, an acting career beyond it. Yeah. She was, the, oh, she's the totally. one that went I mean, the furthest. Veep, uh, the adventures of lazy Susan or whatever that one show was she had for like a season and a half. Um, it's guest spots, hilarious guest spots on different television shows. I mean, how many like, years in a awesome. row did she win for Veep? She won like oh. three years in a row, the, the an Emmy. So yeah, um, it's crazy. yeah, she's she's been awesome, and it was a cool little surprise. They actually kept right. that under wraps. But she, and tell me if you agree with this, she's the type of actress that, similar to like a Paul Rudd would slide in perfectly into the Marvel universe. Without a doubt. She's going to give this character, which I'm sure was more of a kind of like femme fatale, serious type of character, a little bit of personality, which is what the MCU tends to do with, with their acting choices is like, let's give these people a little bit more personality and not just have them like straight edge the whole time. Give him something to do. So I'm yeah, this, this yeah. character in the comics, she is essentially, uh, and I could be wrong, she is essentially the first Madame Hydra. Right. So now, uh, the uh, Madame Hydra is basically a a name given to the top female operative of mm. Hydra. Yes. So who, Which, it's there's been multiple, but I believe she was one of the earliest, if not the first. I so what's interesting about that is it plays off well with what they created with Robert Redford in uh, uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. You know where they're already in the government, yes. like they, they they've infiltrated the government and kind of know everything and robert redford we thought was a good guy then we find out you know he's hail hydra at the end but she rolls up on them on him and gives him some inside government info 
So like, yeah, but is there still there info or is it just well, like Hydra info? Because she's but so it's high info, up. Like, do I guess they're not? It's about the government. She yeah. was like, listen, they don't really own that. Here's some inside right, info. Right, they right, don't right. really own that shield and blah blah blah. So I, you know, I think like if she's not working for the government, she's working with them in some capacity where they tolerate her. But she's definitely like they're still definitely penetrating the 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 U.S. government. I think. I guess so. Yeah, because the thing about it is, she Hydra is never even alluded to, other than her character and what we know about her background. But other than that, you know, I guess they're they're continuing on with Hydra, which would make sense because Hydra yeah. is such a big thing and sure cut off one head it grows to blah 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 whatever but how awesome would it be to to bring it back in this new form and then again open the doorway to um getting what's his name back in the computer i can't think of his name oh tony stark no 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 um hydra no hydra in the computer oh adam zola adam zola Zola. Zola. arnim zola arnim zola that's what I want to see. I just listed off like 10 the twelve names. Like I said, no, 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 um, no, no. Yes. yeah, absolutely. He could, you know, I, I'm sure he could come back. That'd be so um, much fun. Okay, so she has plans for John Walker. She leaves her blank card, but says that she will be giving him a call whenever right. that is. So maybe we'll see get a little bit more of a tease from that. Um, in the next episode but i feel like essentially it's it came across to me that like john walker's storyline is is somewhat wrapped up for the season we get a little teaser at at the end credits which we'll talk about um but other than that i i feel like his stuff is wrapped up for the season but we definitely have more to come from him absolutely um, but we got to see what happens in this last episode. I feel like this last episode is more going to be focused on well, Sam and Bucky yes. and Flag Smashers. Did you, as we draw to the end of our discussion on uh, the show, did you watch the post credits? I did. So uh, basically, uh, there's there's a couple there's a couple points I want to get to before before that. Bring it. Um, first, we had the visit of sam to isaiah bradley yes um which we get basically the full story of what happened to isaiah bradley he was you know basically him and a group of other black men were told they take a a bit of history from um uh, real the, life from real life yeah where they're basically they're told they're getting like a, a medicine I, I, shot or like right. a flu shot whatever it is and instead they're being injected with super soldier serum right he happens to be the only one that doesn't have an that doesn't Negative eventually reaction. die from it um right. the ones that didn't die right away they get sent on a mission and get captured and the leaders that be in the u.s military decide well we're going to blow the place up that way we defeat the enemies and all the evidence is destroyed of what we've been doing and isaiah bradley says no 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 goes and rescues the the 
captured super soldiers only for them to die a few days later. And then meanwhile, because of what he did, the U.S. government uses that as an excuse to, to throw him in jail and experiment right. on him. Until now, he, yeah, you know. sadly, there is actual history there. Like there Correct. is history of... Would you like to tell us a little bit about that? Well, so, I mean, yes and no, because it's sad. But yes, I'll, like, I'll leave out some of the specifics. But yeah, the government did... Uh, experiment at one time or another um, at actually across several decades under different code names with unknowing citizens of various different groups, uh, nationalities, and ethnicities. They, and basically the idea was to figure out how people reacted to certain things, certain diseases, uh, potential vaccines, certain diseases, uh, what, who, what was, who was more susceptible to certain things, a dark, dark, time in our history one that is hopefully over um but it was very very covert and it's been used in uh, probably most famously it's been used in the x-files the television show part of the you know part of the show was uncovering these these stories and these you know government documents that talked about those experiments and while they exaggerated them for their purposes in the show just like in this one uh there was truth there you know and some of the code names they gave were real yeah. and then they just made it about aliens but you know <laughs> well still very interesting and yeah it's crazy that, right um you know because we had talked about towards the beginning of this show we were wondering mm -hmm. oh how far are they going to go with right. um just talk about about race and social general justice. and social justice yeah. um, in the show. And I, I got to give them a ton of credit. I think they're doing a very good job with it. And the, but they've leaned into it. They haven't yes. shied away from the conversation. Not even um, a little. So I, you know, for especially for a Disney show and for being a Marvel property and something that I commend them for it. I think that's yeah, a, totally. it's, and it makes sense within the story as well. It's, it's, you know, it, it fits, it all fits. Um, so wrapping up a little bit, we have Sam going home, fixing his boat um, right. and getting some assistance from Bucky uh, who brings a fancy briefcase from Wakanda Bucky and Sam train with the shield together and then the Flag Smashers, they plan an attack on a GRC conference. That's the Global Repatriation. Right, to whatever. deal with um, essentially immigrants. Yep. Uh, so they're doing a something in New York City to find figure out what they're going to do with all the, the displaced people. Um, right. And so the Flag Smashers, they plan an attack and are joined by Batrock and the LAF. Yes. who was secretly hired by Sharon Carter. Who likely is. Who now I'm, I'm more convinced that she's the power broker. Yes. I'm curious as to what her motivations were of hiring Batrock for whatever's going on here. Cause she was yeah. clearly the connection. Um, and then Sam sees that attack on TV now. And, opens up the briefcase, which I'm sure I'm assuming reveals a dope Captain America costume made by the Condens. I, yes, 100%. I think you're right. I had a flashback to Pulp Fiction, right? I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, yeah opens, where he opens yes. it, there's the light and you uh -huh. never find out what's in it. 
Yes. Like that's definitely what I was feeling. Here's the thing. Like how, you know, I don't want to get caught up in like, how do they get his measurements? We'll just let it go. They did like an open public record request to the government on what are the sizes of the Falcon suit? And then they just made it. But that's yeah. definitely what's in there. It's definitely what's in there. Um, okay. The, the, the post credit scene. Um, I yes. did stick around for it. Sounds like you did as well. I did. Where we get a montage of John Walker building a new shield for himself with scrap metal and the metal from all of his metal words and, and honors that he was given while he was in service. And funny enough, because anytime they do kind of a scene like that, it's a little bit reminiscent of Tony Stark. Yeah. And building his Iron Man suit, you know, especially when you're hammering the metal, that is a very, like that's that sound is what they used at the end of Endgame, instead of a post-credit scene, they did that in honor yes. of Tony Stark, you know, sacrificing his life in Endgame. Um, so whenever you hear that sound, you're reminded of it. It's interesting seeing that, you know. Yeah, it's iconic now. Juxtaposed against John Walker, who's a villain, a, a, you know, a B-tier villain right. in this TV show. But but definitely, definitely crafting his U.S. agent... Uh uniform i assume like you know i assume we'll see we'll get a full blast of that next but i thought that was interesting because again they could have just kind of let sleeping dogs lie and move on but i think i think they're just going to present it in the next episode instead of giving us like how it got there which is smart keeps it moving yeah, I, I don't know if they're going to dive into it and he's going to play a major part in, in the next episode. I don't know how he fits in with everything else that we have going sure. on, but I'm sure they're at least going to show him, I would hope. No, yeah, um, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's pretty much all we've got for Falcon and Winter Soldier for this week. We've got our big finale coming up. Um, so stay tuned for that because we are going to dive in and recap the season and give all our thoughts on how we felt about it. And uh, yeah, that will be coming next week. But in the meantime, let's look at some more things to look forward to because we got a handful of new trailers for upcoming films. Absolutely. So and, let's, and you know what? And some of them I enjoyed. There you go. So let's play yeah. some stream it, skip it, add it to the watch list. Let's we go. are going to start with the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard starring Ryan Reynolds, Samuel L. Jackson, and Selma Hayek. Neil, yes. what did you think of this debut trailer for the sequel of The Hitman's Bodyguard? I think they... All right, so the Hitman's Bodyguard was fun but flawed. Uh, Samuel Jackson and Ryan Reynolds, hilariously funny, they're excellent, but they were probably working harder than the plot and the and the script. Mm-hmm. Um, this I got the impression that this movie they're kind of like, all right, let's let's try a little harder. Let's give them something to do, a little bit more right. to work with. Um, so I'm definitely going to stream it because I love the two of them. I 
love Selma Hayek. I'm so excited that she's in this movie. Uh, I think she brings hilarity. Uh, I think she can also play serious very, very well. And I think she's been underutilized lately. So ready for her to be in that film. I'm streaming it. How about you? Um, I remember giving the Hitman's bodyguard a try. Mm. And I was like, maybe an hour and change into it, <laughs> thinking that we were heading towards the finale. Yeah. And there was still another hour left of the movie. Yes. And I thought right. that we had just hit the, the climax of it. And I paused, <laughs> like, okay, let me take a break. I went and did, and I never went back to it and finished it. <laughs> um, so I am going to say that I'm, I'm skipping it Ooh. for now uh, because I haven't even seen the full, the full first one. Right. And I just, I don't really have that much interest giving what I did see. I wanted to really like it because obviously I love Samuel Jackson and Ryan oh, Reynolds, sure. but um, it was not great. It was. Yeah. All right. And listen, fair. It was, but that's what I said. Like, it's not the best, but it was quite, you know, they, those two were fun to, to watch and listen to, yeah. but certainly not a tremendous film. Right. Um, let's move on to Army of the Dead. Zack yeah. Snyder directed Army of the Dead. What are your thoughts? You take this one first. So we've kind of talked about this in the past about mm-hmm. like other stuff. I like, you know, I'm not a big scary movie guy, but like right. zombie stuff leans more action than it does yes. scary movie. So like yeah. a lot of zombie stuff I can do. Um, I don't like when zombies are like super powered they have yeah, you like, don't like the ability. fast zombies like i don't get right. like the fast zombies like that doesn't make sense uh, to me i agree you know what i mean with you. yeah it makes more logical sense that like a zombie who's dead yes they could still walk around and eat you or whatever but sure. them having their full like ability to be able to run and jump and do all that stuff it's crazy that doesn't make sense to me so like a movie like world war z i did not care for because uh, it was just like it was too, the zombies were too much. You gave them way too much power, and you don't That's need correct. to. Um, I was out on that. So I, I'm getting the same kind of vibes from this Army of the Dead, which like makes sense given, you know, Zack Snyder was the one who directed and I think wrote this, and yeah. um, you know, he likes being extra with everything that he does. Yeah, I'm starting so, like, to be. He out went to a him. place where he didn't need to go with the zombies. Um, I think I thought it was interesting prior to having seen what he did with the zombies. I agree. Look, so I think you're hundred percent right. I'm assuming you're skipping. It's, it's a, um, it's not a firm skip. It's a wait list. Watch it's list. a, it's a possible. It's like the end of my watch list, right? Yes. Now. I'm going to concur with you. I'm going to put it at the end of my watch list and if you go to my website, glued to the screen, and you search one of my earlier, uh, probably even the first um, articles I wrote, reviews about World War Z, uh, I talk about that. I do, I'm, a, I'm a zombie purist. I don't like the fast zombie genre. I'm a George Romero, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, etc. 
um, slow zombie, slow moving zombie. I even I even support the like the first real zombie movie that you can credit um, was I think it was White Zombie with Bella Lugosi in it, and it's kind of a Caribbean um, mm-hmm. like voodoo zombie thing. Gotcha. Where they get you know, like a human gets turned into it, not a dead person. They just right. get zombified. Um, so I'm all for like, like I said, zombie purism. This no, nah, it just wasn't doing it for me. And 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 the bits that weren't action in the trailer were not hooking me. Like the bits of the actors doing things or talking weren't hooking me either. Like yeah. I, I don't think the trailer did what they wanted it to do. Um, let's move on to Fast and Furious Nine. Can can we just move on to the next thing? Can we just move on to I the just, next thing? <clears throat> because we talked we talked about Fast and Furious recently. Uh, I just want to say I love that in the trailer, like one of the first things is Vin Diesel doing a voiceover about family. Uh, it's just I know you're out on that franchise. I so absolutely out. love it, and I can't wait till uh, these people go to space. It's obscene, and it's not going to make that much logical sense, <laughs> but I'm just going to be so happy that they're in space, and that's it's, what everyone is theorizing they're going to do in this movie. I'll tell you, you know why they're theorizing it? Because the only film series that reach 9 and 10 and 11 movies are horror movie franchises, like Friday the 13th, Halloween. More, more ridiculous. Exactly. They and on. they go to yeah. space. Like Jason right. went to space. Because you run out of things to do. Oh you, you, my they God. need more outrageous stuff to Listen, do. Listen, I would rather watch right. 100 Jason in spaces. The fact then it's a movies. pretty incredible like when you think about it, it's pretty incredible how this movie like went this franchise went from being pretty strictly about street racing yeah. to all of a sudden this group of people they are now like superhero spies who help like save the world from like Fast and Furious four five on. Right. That's what that franchise became. It's like a wild leap from where they started because because they ran out of nonsense okay. like they were like okay we can't do no, more of just the street their nonsense racing. is what they did oh they i just wish it. i just i'm not even gonna comment i'm not even gonna dignify Anyways, it with, um, with a skip or a, or a watch list i am it's a firm watch for me um we've got ghostbusters afterlife we got a little like clip yeah. Of Paul Rudd interacting with mini Stay Puffs. Which I thought was cute. You know, I, I thought it was cute. I was afraid in this clip, not just with the mini Stay Puffs, but like, I was afraid that are they going to lampoon it too much? Mm-hmm. Um, like make it you know, too like yeah. skewed for a younger audience right like i want ghostbusters like give me ghostbusters was i mean i yes a kid's movie but also kind of like it was edgy at the time yes give me another edgy ghostbusters right you know and that's like that's what i'm looking for also i'm a little irked that at this point we haven't seen you know, Ackroyd or, or Murray. Um, I, you know, I want to see them like, show me something, give me something because if it's just 
like me following Paul Rudd and his kid around, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> that's like, that's, I'm just saying. So it's, you know, I'm excited. It's on my watch list, firmly on the watch list. Uh, cause I have to, cause I have to support it. You know, I love it. So yeah. there it is. Finally, the biggest trailer, if you could believe it, in, in my opinion, that mm. came out was we finally got the trailer for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten yes. Rings. Shang-Chi. Neil, what were your thoughts? I am very excited for this. Yes. So I think we're going to finally get an excellent uh version and explanation of the 10 rings um Mm -hmm. we've been kind of gypped in the past i think they're handling it beautifully um the trailer accomplished all the tasks it needed to accomplish by hooking us it is by virtue of that trailer it's on my watch list yeah it's it's on my watch list like if i was just basing it on the trailer and having not seen anything the the trailer was great trailer awesome action um it looks like they are like they're doing the 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 karate and the the martial arts and everything correct like yeah, they're they're, they're leaning it. into it this is going to be a martial arts movie which is awesome but again like what marvel does is that they have their formula and they just put it in a certain genre right so right. you had like the ant-man was like a heist movie right. and you have like captain america first avenger that was a war movie and all this stuff this is going to be a martial arts kind of like quote-unquote kung fu movie you know what i mean which is Um, gonna be awesome and it's gonna be great the fight scenes that they showed look awesome i know i saw something um on social media where the um the actor who plays shang chi um someone tweeted at him asking like was this done with there's the, there's the one um, fight scene where he's fighting the guy with the mask and they're like tossing the, the knife or, between them and trying to like, cut right, each other right, 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 right. And he asked if it was done like practically, like if they actually did it or if there's visual effects and cutting and stuff like that. And the guy said, no, it was, it was practical. It took 125 takes. Wow. So I'm like, oh, they went all, uh, they went, yeah, they, they went for it. I'll, with this, I'll it tell you like. what, I I think this is going to be akin to the Punisher, where remember that that scene? Did you watch Punisher series? I didn't watch Punisher. I watched Daredevil. Right. Oh, okay, all right. Well, similar. Like I think they're going to handle too, it right. because they did a lot of hand to hand martial arts fight scenes in, in yes. that show. But the Punisher the camera angles in the fight scenes and it was like one whole take, you know, they might've done like a hundred takes, but it was one scene. You know what I mean? Right. Like, they do. They like hide oh, where they do the cuts and the everything. Cuts. Tremendous. Like that's what I want. And I hope this brings it. So watch list. Uh, no, excuse me. Streaming, streaming, streaming. Yeah, definitely. Definite stream. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's do a little rolling or trolling. Rolling. We have some more Marvel stuff. Um, uh, Alfred Molina, uh, Roland did an I love Al. Yeah, and he said about Spider-Man: No Way Home that it yes. will pick up right after Doc Ock's last appearance in Spider-Man Two. Listen, I think Spider-Man: Homeward Bound is going to be 
a very interesting film. Okay. No way out, homeward bound, home run. I think Doc, look, let's just go with Alfred Molina. I'm, I'm rolling with this. Alfred Molina is another one of those actors that's underutilized, can be funny, can be serious, and has this ability to, because even as an old man now, he's like baby-faced, like you care about him. And when he was Doc Ock, A, he looked the part perfectly. B, um, they did it in such a way where like you really felt for him. You're like, oh. Yeah, there was like a sensitivity to him that you that you Which, connected with even though would you agree would you agree that in a world of um michael keaton's vulture okay in a spider-man world of his vulture and a that this doc ock would fit into that yeah without you know, a doubt a villain just, that you get that you kind of root for but you know has to be defeated i'm just curious because he says it's going to pick up right after his last appearance in Spider-Man 2, but when he last appeared, he died. Well, that's what I'm he? curious about. Yes, he sunk to the bottom of the East River or the Hudson River. Yeah, with a sun, a mini sun a mini falling sun. on him. Maybe what he opened up there was a portal. Maybe. I don't know. I'm cu- I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I'm curious as I to think... how they are going to yes. figure that out. I'm just, uh, it's, oh, it's yeah. interesting to me. I think um, that mini sun is going to act as a, uh, a porthole to that dimension, to the Tom Holland dimension. Um, there is a rumor going around, not confirmed, hmm. that there is a Disney plus Wolverine anthology series in early, early development. Essentially, because it's an anthology series and because Wolverine is essentially immortal, um, each season would take place in a different point in Wolverine's life. So, okay, here's the good, here's the bad. I love the concept because basically he can be their time traveler without having time travel. You know, you can just, because he lived through so much. Mm -hmm. Um, from like the 1800s forward. So you're kind of constricted there. But are is everyone ready for Wolverine with bone claws? Like that's something because he doesn't Oh, have, I think we'd be fine with that. Yeah, because he not? doesn't have his metal claws until and the and the until uh, the Weapon X program. Skeleton. Right. So until the 70s. So you have to get to the 1970s. I don't know what, like, you know, I'm interested. I'm in, I'm going to put it on my, I'm going to, I'm going to roll with it. I'm going to yep. roll with it. But uh, I'm curious because the, the, the last time we saw him with bone claws was his origin story. Wolverine uh, or X-Men origins Wolverine. Um, and it didn't go over well. Yeah. I mean, I think this could be an incredible fit. Because what you can do is basically like pick and choose. Like, if you do have any desire to keep any of the Fox X Men stuff, yeah, you can pick and choose what you keep, which is yeah, essentially you there, keep right. Logan and then everything else. Like, you can retcon when it comes to Wolverine standalone stuff. True. Um, 
it opens the door for a potential Hugh Jackman return, even though he says he's staying retired because he can play older Wolverine for seasons yeah. that you have older Wolverine. Um, oh, I didn't even think it about doesn't that. Doesn't have to be linear either. So you could have right. one season where it's the '80s, the next season it's you know 2010s yeah, and then the next season it's the oh, 1900s Chris. whatever it is you just um, wrote a better show than i'm sure they were thinking of please i'm just the only thing with this is that. i'm not getting my hopes up on this you, well you just again, got mine my hopes up in development and oh, like imagining no a wolverine show on disney plus <laughs> i don't know if that yeah. fits i you've ruined it for me now sorry i i was conservative about it before and then i heard your pitch of what the show could be a return of old man logan which is but again it would have to be like prior to the movie logan Uh, because he dies at the end of that movie spoiler alert listen uh this is but you know what but you're in a whole different universe you are you are so, so maybe they re- do they redo old man logan who knows oh this is tremendous this is tremendous um i'm excited okay. for this let's see the there is a lord of the rings amazon series coming up mm. and it reportedly costs 465 million dollars for the first season which basically obliterates any record Ever. previously set by Game of Thrones, which cost around a hundred million per season. Here's um, the other thing. With was there more to that? No, I'm just yeah. one. Like, are you rolling I'm, or trolling with the amount of money that, they, I'm that they're it. spending on the show? I'm trolling it, and I'm going to tell you exactly why. Uh, if you so, let's go to Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, hundred million a season, largely. Um. Payroll, largely the cost of the yeah. actors, because you had a, you had a huge ensemble cast. You did, but it was also like sh- you'd be surprised. The it was the visual effects that cost now, the most. And let's show. talk about the visual effects. There was a lot of practicality, and then you get your dragons, and you get your fires, and you get your wall of you know the the, the wall mm-hmm. in the north, and all that. Um, Here's my fear. If you ever watched The Hobbit and those three movies, they yeah. look terrible when you stand them next to the original Lord of the Rings, which was filmed right. in New Zealand and actually yep. used trees and land and green grass mm-hmm. and didn't just stand in front of an, uh, a green screen. A green screen. If they're spending that much money, it's because they're doing all special effects. And I think it's going to be maybe here's the only thing that I'll say that could be a positive for spending that amount of money. Um, Mm -hmm. Even with the hundred million a season that game of Thrones was spending, they still were conservative with how much they showed the dragons because they were always trying to save money. Right. Sure. So if you're spending five times the amount that game of Thrones was spending, you're likely showing whatever it is that like you they were trying to conserve in game of thrones they're just going all out so okay but it better be awesome but it's got to be awesome right absolutely of course it does that's the thing i just i i hope that it's a good sign that they're spending this much money because one it must be something they believe in even though amazon just craps money um they've yes 
but and I uh, doubt there's going to be any like, uh, um, you know, Daenerys. Um, how do I want to phrase this politely? Uh, sauciness in the Lord of the Rings show. Like, there's not going to be that kind of a um, turn. And oh, uh, where she all of a sudden just flips and becomes evil. Well, no, she all of a sudden flips and becomes evil, but also like she was essentially just nude in every episode. Okay, I gotcha. Um, like, no, I th- I think this is I, I don't likely think the to be are gonna, a PG thirteen you know, yes iteration so, of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> right. I don't think so it's going to be Game of Thrones in that sense. If you're banking on, if you're banking on essentially kids and people that like the original Lord of the Rings coming back and it's PG-13, and that's fine, then what is the main um, attraction of, like, the, what do you call it? The, like, is there a dragon? How many dragons? Like, if, right. if you're Stuff just like animating that. Hobbit feet, I'm good. I don't, we're, you know, shoot them from the ankles up. I don't even <laughs> need to see the feet. Like, if that's your big thing, it's a waste of money. Yeah. If you're that, giving me dragons or some kind of sea creature that, it becomes you know frodo's friend all right well let's let's talk about game of thrones a little bit because um the game of thrones twitter account last week sent out a cryptic tweet that Mm -hmm. just said winter is coming which caused remake season eight to trend on social media in response from fans hoping that they could get a redo that would be tremendous in a world of the Zack Snyder cut. Maybe you get that. Yeah, I was, I was seeing an interesting point online and I apologize because I'm not going to give credit to the person. Cause I don't mm-hmm. remember who said it, but yeah. they were essentially like, when you think about it, game of Thrones is trying to build a world, yeah. right. Based off of that one series. So they're trying to create spinoffs based of that one. Wouldn't it make more sense instead of investing in a bunch of different spinoffs from that one to invest in making sure the last season yes. goes the way it's supposed to and right. then doing the spinoffs? Um, and think about it. You're going to bring back known commodities. People want to see the Everyone actors. would want to see it. Everyone would yeah. want to see it. So like, it's like, you know, it's like, coca-cola we're going to show up for coca-cola we know what it's about do i want to see a spin-off do i want to see coke zero not really Mm -hmm. you know but i'll come back and watch you know coca-cola original so i think that's a good idea whoever said that online i think that's a good idea get it right and then you know what you could do instead of a prequel series maybe you just continue on with like whoever is next, like whatever you, you get it right and, and give it to Jon Snow for the love of God. And then, you know, we watch his reign. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with that. Um, okay. Two more. What do we got? First, we have um, Mads Mikkelsen has been Ooh. added to the cast of Indiana Jones 5, joining Harrison Ford and Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Are you rolling or trolling with that casting? I'm rolling because Mads Mikkelsen has proven himself to be very interesting and an asset to the films he's in, number mm-hmm. one. Number two, side note, 
Phoebe, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Uh, I have not seen her act yet. I have to watch the shows she's in. But okay. her talk show appearances on Graham Norton uh-huh. are pure gold. And she is just bubbly and delightful. And I support her as a person. Like, I support okay. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I, don't, I may not support her as an actress at all. I don't know. But as a person... I'm, I'm on board. She seems delightful as well. Yes, yes. Seems del- like a delight. So I'm going to roll with it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm rolling with it too. Um, yeah. I, I don't, nothing more needs to be said about yeah. Mads. He's, he's very good. Um, lastly. Yes. What do we got? A Rock'em Sock'em Robots live action movie is in the works with Vin Diesel set to star. Listen, we saw that. We saw that with Hugh Jackman. That's what I was thinking. We yes. saw that with Hugh Jackman already. And and no one else in the world saw that. Maybe right. that's why they want to make this version. I don't get but it. Like I it's I'm gonna I'm gonna troll it because like come on, people. I'm trolling they, it too. Yeah. It's like yeah. people saw that the Lego movie did well and decided that any toy could now yes. get a movie. And that's not, no, like not Lego case. movie did well because like Phil Lord and Chris Miller, the guys who wrote it right. are really, really talented and really good talented. At what they did. Like they made a yeah. good movie. It wasn't because Legos. Correct. And you were able to right. And you were able to get an excellent voice cast. Yeah. You know, cause there was a lot of moving parts and you could put a lot of people in it in different roles, different voices. Cause they wouldn't have to run around themselves. And it was also a cartoon. Like how I can't even envision what a live action Rock'em Sock'em Robots would be. I there is no way that a live action Rock'em Sock'em Robots is in any way different than the Real Steel. Is that what it was called? Real yes, Steel. it was Real Steel. No way. Nothing no way that it's sound, like no fight scene sounds least less entertaining than what a Rock'em Sock'em fight would be. That is correct. Unless it's like a dark rated R version of Rock'em Sock'em Robots where it's like, you know, they're people the, you, you, that's they're fighting he- to the they death. They get like decapitated yes. and stuff. And if your robot loses, you're executed by the state or something like yeah, that. I, I don't know. Like okay. if you're taking a dark horror movie. a very movie dark turn. turn. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know how you make the movie. Yeah. I just don't know how you make the movie. I don't know. Um, let's talk about our suggestions from this week. Yes, sir. Neil. I watched Parenthood upon your suggestion. Um, And you watched a little show called Dave upon my suggestion. Yes. I kind of want to hear your thoughts on Dave (laughs) last. Okay. All right. Very interested. Um, So let's talk Parenthood. Let's talk Parenthood. What what was the um, inspiration for that suggestion? Okay, two things. The first, three things, actually. Um, First, I just finished it myself. So I I had begun watching it, and then I kind of put it down and then came back to it because I'm trying to wrap up a lot of series, um, and I'm doing binges, you know, COVID binges. Uh, So I did Parenthood. I finished the last three seasons, um, and I, like, just closed it out. Uh I that's reason one. So it was on my brain recently. Reason mm-hmm. two is you're entering parenthood. Yes, sir. So I thought, and very soon, sir. We got two months, man. You got two months. 
So I thought this would be an appropriate uh, little diversion for yourself so that you could figure yep, out, yep. you know, what it's going to be like. Um, and then the third reason is I recognize some of the characters in my own family, in yeah. our okay. own family. Yep. Yep. Okay. Like there are some people where I'm like, oh, I, I know that person. Yes. Yeah. So, and that's why, I mean, and it's heartfelt too. Like it has moments. Let me ask you this before you begin. Did you do one episode? Did you do two? Where'd you, how far'd you go? So I did a mini binge Ooh. and I watched the entire first season. My goodness, sir. Yes. Watched well, this entire first season in, in about, basically did it over the weekend, Friday, nice. Saturday, Sunday. Wow. Okay. Um, I enjoyed it. Hey now. Yeah. I, I enjoyed myself. Yeah. I, I was worried that it was going to be like more like dr- dramatic. Dr- like a, this is us almost. Than, yeah. yeah. Like a kind of like a, this is too. us or yeah. a, um, I don't know if you remember like the OC, like yeah. stuff like that. Where, but it's, I liked that it was lighter than those shows. Yeah, like there's you get your bits of oh, drama, moments, your family yeah. drama, and your teenage drama and stuff like that. But like, what I really like about the show is that it always ends on a positive right. note about the family, which like yes. makes you feel good. Like yes. e- the ending of every episode makes me feel good, even when there's things hanging in the balance, whatever right. it is. Right, 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 like right. there's always an ending that makes you feel good, um, and like nice and warm inside so that's what i liked about i think it's um like i i buy into all of the characters kind of storylines um i don't know who my favorite i mean probably my favorite who's most people's is um dax shepherd's character he's great and his storyline and uh, that's a fun one and it's like probably the most lighthearted out of all of the different storylines um and I, like one thing that was interesting to me is that like uh, I I'm not gonna know anyone's names except for the actors. So sure, Bonnie yeah. Bedelia's yes character, she essentially doesn't say anything until suddenly like seven episodes in, where there's right. the drama between her and uh, uh Craig T. Craig, Craigers, yes. Um, which I was like in the beginning, I was like, man, they are really sidelining Bonnie right now. This yeah. is interesting. Um, but yeah, everyone's doing a great job on it. I I know you don't care too much for the main care the 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 dad, not Craig T. Yeah. Nelson, but the other the, guy, the other guy, like um, his son, one of his sons. I but but I told you, I think I've he does a good job. To, yes, I've come to enjoy him because of this show. Yeah, yeah. because of this show. Um, Craig T. Nelson. They're the Bravermans. Yes, the Bravermans. You know, the Braverman I think everyone's. Family. I think everyone's firing on all c- cylinders. I think everyone's I doing a good job. I really there's, agree. There's not really a weak point. I'm so happy that you enjoyed this right show. Now. Yeah, yeah. Do you I see yourself continuing? Yeah. So I did like over the past day or so. Like I, I've dabbled into season two. I think I yeah. did like an episode and change. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not grabbing me as much as the first season, right. um, but it's you know it's it's kind of a, a slow burn right now with season because it's with stuff you. with like 
like what's her face goes to work with her brother at the shoe place and it's yeah. like eh, okay whatever yeah. and like it's a little like almost there's not enough drama yet right now in right. season two so it's we'll, see, we'll see what drama. happens I'll, I'll probably stick you... with it and and watch you know yeah I'll, that'll be a show that i end up finishing just because i'm a, a completionist as well as am i i, I yeah. don't like not finishing stuff um so yeah thank you for the suggestion You're i welcome. enjoyed it I'm and jazzed. i would recommend it. it and weirdly you know it makes me excited for parenthood as well it should sir i'm glad this, this is tremendous I'm, glad, I'm happy with my pick for you I might have to do a bit of editing here because I forgot that I have a top five list for you. Ah, give it to me, sir. Carrying that over. It was, so this list is based off of parenthood, which um, we just talked about. Yes. Um, And so I'm wondering if you can guess what this list of top five television parents Oh, that I have put together your top five television parents. I yes. Now. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. Stipulations. Here's a stipulation. Go ahead. I did not include pairs. So this is singular parents, singular pair, top five, singular parents. I know they don't have to be single parents, but but like if I'm talking about, this mom and dad, I'm right. only choosing one of them. So like it's it could be list. it could be Mr. or Mrs. Brady, but not both. Correct. Got it. That okay. was the one criteria I gave to myself. Gave to um, yourself. Otherwise, it's any parent that has appeared on television. I will tell you that four of the five television parents come from sitcoms. Oh, okay. And the fifth comes not from a sitcom comes all. not from sitcom yes uh i think you'll let's... get i think you'll get the four i don't think you're gonna get the non-sitcom person it's a little i out of left field and that's that person is number five okay i doubt you're going to choose um someone like al bundy so i'm going to eliminate bundy's yes this was more of yeah. like good parents <laughs> This isn't like entertaining. This is like, yeah. yes, good parents. Well, then I know you're going to have someone from Modern Family on there. I, you know what? I thought about it. And you axed it? They were considered at one point, a Modern Family parent may or may not have been on the list prior Ooh. to being replaced. Prior to being replaced. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I don't. All right, let's see here. Now, uh, how how far back are we going? Are we going seventies, eighties, or is it all sitcoms okay. in, the, in so, the modern times? Again, our our non sitcom person comes from modern times. This is modern within times. the last decade. Otherwise, we have um, two parents that are from the nineties. Okay. Um, one who's from, I believe, the eighties into the nineties. Ooh. And another, oh God, pre at least like the the other one, black and white. Black and white. Okay, so let's say 
Uh, it's not Lucy or Ricky, right? No, no is it Lucy? It's not they're Lucy not on it. Right. But black and white, is it? Um, uh, the, the mom from Leave it to Beaver? No. Oh. I may be, I may crap out on this. It's certainly not. Uh, oh my God. All right, let's see. So we got, it's not June Cleaver. Um, uh, it's not Mary Tyler Moore from the Dick Van Dyke show. It's not. It's not. I'm trying to think of black and white famous TV, like parents. Mm -hmm. uh, and from the late 80s into the 90s. Do you need a hint? I need hints. I need help. I need hints. I believe this is. Oh, wait a minute. Let me let me jump in. Okay. Real quick, because I know you you have a feeling about uh, the controversy, so I'm gonna exclude him. But mm -hmm. were you uh, brave enough to put Claire Huxtable on your list? Claire Huxtable is number two. Yes, she list. is. I'm proud well of deserved. You, sir. Well deserved. Well deserved. Claire Huxtable. She is Listen. an incredible parent on that show. Say absolutely. And like even uh, uh, listen, yes. controversy aside, the better parent of the two. Like <laughs> well, the more responsible parent. She's just two, she's just an yes. incredible mother. I I you know, like yes, shout out to let's just say it, the Cosby oh. show. Yep, Felicia the Rashad. The show itself, the show itself, excellent show. Felicia Rashad tremendous tv parents yes. all right so she's number two we need to find four more oh, all right so that we're takes care of our more. 80s that takes yes. care of our that was 80s. one that i knew you were gonna get yeah right i knew i had to get yeah. felicia rashad how to get she's our she's our tv mom um uh what 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 what, 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 what? Uh, i doubt it's from this new parenthood nope um, no one from parenthood i'm only a season I'm, in and they're all yeah. like just all right I mentioned the Bradys and I mentioned uh, what do you call it? Modern there are Family. No Bradys. No. There's no Modern Families. Can I hazard? Um, I don't know. You weren't a big That '70s Show person, were you? No, they were considered, but because I wasn't a big That '70s Show person, I didn't include them. They could potentially be on the list. I wouldn't argue against it. But for myself, okay. I, I stuck with, you know parents that not i for you. was at least more familiar with yeah not for you more familiar um all right so we were familiar with the huxtables uh what else oh well not you're not a goldberg's fan either no um, i know i can i throw in a uh from the 90s yes can I throw in a Mr. Banks? Well, Neil, um, uh, Uncle Phil is number one. Yes! On number my one. list. I'm not even going to argue. I don't know who one. the other three are. The number All one right. parent on my list. Okay. Without a doubt. He, not only did he raise his own <laughs> kids, but he raises but his nephew as I well. I love, I and love he's that just, that's He's so your... good. R.I.P. Uncle yes. Phil, first of all. Yeah. Um, and he is just, uh, I, 
kept going back to him. I was vacillating between Claire Huxable and Uncle Phil, but I just had to, you know, had to I like give it, it to Uncle Phil. I like it. I like it. I think that's genius. Um, so and I'm you know with the your list. the um, Mrs. Banks was considered, but yeah. disqualified because played by two different played by two different actors. people, and and Uncle Phil really kind of had the better stuff to do. Yeah, um, like you know, so yeah, Aunt Viv number one, I would say much one. better than number two. I agree. That's I agree. You know, besides, um, so you've got one you, and two. You're missing I've got one and two. Numbers three, four, and five. I'm gonna make a radical. I'm gonna make a radical suggestion. Okay. Are the next three Uncle Joey, Uncle Jesse, and Danny Tanner? No. Oh no, they're not. None of them. That would have been awesome. None None of them them make the the list. list, But oh my goodness. Ah, all right, all right. right. Not a bad guess. Again, under consideration, but under consideration. Ultimately. Were on. were you a because I'm trying to think of our to our youth. Um are are any of these animated? No. Okay. So I'm trying to think to our youth. Um uh were you a tool a, a home improvement person? I was not. Okay. I was not again considered, but ultimately uh-huh. passed on for passed. the the three. But you were there's a still a nineties. Like there's still a nineties show it's that so you are missing. That one of the parents is on it. Hmm. One of the parents is on a nineties show that I'm missing. All right, I'll get there. Mm-hmm. I want to take a trip back in time because I know you and I watched Nick at Night and the reruns and old school. Is there a Happy Days Mrs. Cunningham on there? No, there is not. Again, considered, but like ultimately passed considered. on. Ultimately uh, passed on. I'm, I'm curious if you put one of the bunkers on there. I did not put okay. one of the bunkers on there. Because they were In all honesty, never seriously considered. Wow. It's a shame. Um, well, given your disdain for blue-collar uh, sitcom parents, oh. I guess Rose. I guess Roseanne did not make it. I was never um, a Roseanne guy, so neither Roseanne or um, or John Goodman or John Goodman Dan made the cut. Made yes, Dan, Dan. Connor. Um, all right, we're down to three. I'm going to need some kind of a hint so that we don't drag on. Okay. I need a. I need well, some kind of a steering number direction. three. Again, yes. black and white. Black and white. Um, I believe had a a whistle for a theme song. Oh man! Oh, Andy yep. Griffith is is on there. Yes, Andy wow. Taylor from the Andy Griffith Griffith Show. You you were single an Andy parent. He was a single he parent. Was. How he could I not include parent. him in the top five? I- as like essentially it. the first single parent on in television. Here's my thing. I did not think you were a watcher of that. I wasn't a big watcher of it, but like yeah. I, you know, some things transcend how much I've watched it. And I felt like that was okay. a clear transcend. It was a clear top five. I'll allow it. Yeah. Okay. Raising All right. A little so then, lopey. yeah, a little lopey. So that takes care of our Ron Howard. 
that takes care of our, what do you call it? Our black and white. So we have another 90s and then a modern one? Yes, another 90s and then a I... modern Netflix show. Netflix show. Yes, that will be I was going to. I was going to say... I was going to say uh, Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad because of all no, things he did for his family. So terrible. Um, okay. It's too terrible. A, too terrible. <laughs> a Netflix Netflix show, show says you. Yeah, it's um, you know it could be a little spooky. Oh man, Winona Ryder from Stranger Things. She is number five. Joyce Byers. Joyce Byers, a mom that gets that hysterical over yes. her son deserves to be in the top five parents and always finds him is raising a find... possessed child for three yes. seasons um she deserves to be in the top five she certainly does i like that so okay. she is i'm gonna number five and number four you're just out... missing number four i'm gonna throw out one more 90s excellent parent from a show i adored from a family that matters, from family matters, Mr. Winslow. Is that him? You like my segue? You like how I got I, there? I liked your segue. Loved your segue. Thank really you. Really appreciated your segue. Unfortunately, right? not number four. I'm, You're missing frankly, a show that I, uh, that you and I both love. You and I both love. From our childhood. From our childhood, we watched uh, Fresh we, Prince. We, almost, we, we saw them grow up. Saw them grow up. Saw them grow up. They go but from it's, from middle yeah. school to to college, and they oh had God. there was a you know two parents that that were very loving of of yes. their children and oh I'm going to be upset when you say it. I'm going to be upset as well. Friends, they, basically, essentially one of them they essentially raise two. Ah, uh, ah, uh, we watched them go from the oh my God, how could I not? How could I not? It's got, but which parent now? I'm going to say Mr. Matthews. That is correct. Yes. Alan Matthews, Matthews is number four. And the reason why I chose Mr. Matthews as opposed to Mrs. Matthews is mm -hmm. because Mrs. Matthews has a little like, like she has moments where she does not support. Corey and Topanga's relationship. Yeah, that's true. And that's true. Alan Matthews, I would say, does a little bit more when it comes to Sean. Yes. Because they essentially raise Sean as well. And he does yeah. a lot of life lessons for Sean as well. I so have, that was the only reason why he got a slight I, leg up. I support it. I've recently done, like in the last two years, done a total rewatch. Yes, so so have totally me right. and and my wife. Yeah, we, we both did. Tremendous um, show. Yes, Mister Feeney was considered was in that spot, but because he is technically not, not a, parent. a parent, I didn't include him. But he was mm. heavily, heavily considered. I like it. I like the list. I'm happy about it. I regret that there wasn't a payoff on my family matters segue, but. <laughs> I I like the list. I like the list. I okay. think I got I got four out of five. You really had to lead me to Andy Griffith, but I like it. I like yeah, it. Absolutely. 
good All list. right. I may develop a list for yes. next week. Uh, well, I'm thinking about maybe we do, and we can make them a little bit quicker than than today's, is yeah, maybe we do, because um, what I've been trying to do is a list based off of the show that you suggest for me. Right. Okay, Last sure. week, it was, a, it was the movie that I suggested for you. Mm-hmm. This week, it was the show you suggested me. Um, I wonder if maybe we just, we can each create a list based off of our suggestions for each other. Could be like anything this. as long as it's tangentially related. Related. Yeah. Your pick for me. <laughs> on the so, other okay, hand. Hold on. Before you start. Yes. How many episodes did you All right. get through? I did three because I wanted to, I wanted to commit. I wanted to be okay. like, you know, he suggested this. <laughs> I'm going to give it its chance. Um, and it ha- every episode had something. Like, I laughed. And there were things I laughed out loud at. Yes. Um, and let me, so let me, let me dive into it this way. It's an FX show. Yes. You know, in it its is. real life. Forget where it's streaming. It's an FX show. Um, and it fits because as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, this is very uh always sunny looking Mm -hmm. you know it has that same kind of camera angle and 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 visual appearance and that's an fx show so i'm like okay so this is the fx family i dig what they're doing i get it that kept me going um the lead uh dave bird yes his real name as well dave bird yes um (laughs) I I think the funniest thing was the beginning of and then uh, middle of the first episode. Uh, probably yes. probably what I'll remember the most. It's a crazy lead-in oh to God. opening to the entire series. Yes, when he's in the doctor's office talking it's... about his issues that he has. Yes. Down he's essentially, he's a, yeah, he's at the urologist. He essentially has razor burn and is afraid he's got something more sinister. But what, what floors me is how like the delivery of him describing what he fears is going, or no, just, he's like, he needs to I, warn yeah, the doctor or warn of the, doctor. the situation down there. That's, that was hysterically funny. So that kept me going. That was like, all right, I, I'm going to get through this episode. The, the content of the show is like, I'm like, all right. I don't like, my problem is I don't care about the main character's mission. Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's fine. what he's striving to do. How we'll say this though, his parents also hysterically funny. Hilarious. And I love that actor, the father. Um, so I, I enjoyed myself. Okay. I don't know. It's, it's only one season. So at, because I'm a completionist as well, my OCD is going to kick in. I'm likely going to watch this season. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to come back. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's I a quick watch. Gonna... There's only 30 minute episodes. I actually did watch. in the middle of the week. I did a full rewatch a in full like two re-watch. nights You're of, ridiculous. of season one in preparation <laughs> Because I, was I like, you know what? I haven't watched it since last year. Let me watch. I, here's what I love. Like, I love the, I, do you want to call it honesty of the, of the main character? Or no, oh, like it his, is. That's exactly no, what it is. That's it, right? Like his, 
he is earnest. Like that character is just dumb, but also like genuinely falling into horrible things, like genuinely saying things or doing things or being put down. Like he's delivering lunch to, you know, the, these (laughs) recording artists and is hoping that that's going to launch his career because his buddy's telling him like, oh, I, I dropped in on P Diddy or whatever. And I ended uh-huh. up on three tracks of his album. And then I, again, another laugh out loud moment was like, he's, he's he knocks on the door. He's like, lunchtime and, <laughs> and snack just... time. Yeah. And then he, they hands it off. They shut it. And he just looks at his friend so hang doggedly so honestly he's like i don't think that did anything for my career <laughs> and i laughed out loud i did laugh out loud so i'm gonna say i enjoyed myself um i'm definitely i'm definitely gonna see it through because i feel like there'll be more funny moments that i'll remember and probably work into my own life. there but so there is like a, a couple things one his yeah. his friend gata Yes. Who he meets on um, in episode one for the first time. <laughs> yeah. He is phenomenal. Like there is a scene later on in the right. show where he's yeah. opening, he's doing a concert opening for another artist in back at his hometown in Philadelphia. Yes. And I, I don't know if you saw this yet. This is later down the line. Uh-huh. And everyone goes over to his parents' house. the parents who you think who you like and gata is there having dinner with them as well and it is just like brilliant and the parents because they're going to go to the concert they have like a legal pad of questions (laughs) that they have about the concert and like will other rappers parents be there and like stuff like that which is just hilarious um you're you're gonna like what's good is that the, the focus of the show isn't always on Dave. Okay. They do a lot of like nice setups of the side characters and like, right. like Gata gets a heavily focused um, episode and like it becomes okay. like, uh, like there's funny parts, but then it's also like they talk about some serious stuff with him. Right. Um, they almost do like um, with his uh, producer L like they do a fo- more focused episode on him where it's almost like a, a rom-com type of situation with hit plot line with him for one episode. Um, and then the, the best episode, if you make it there is the, the second, Oh God. Well, the last episode is pretty insane too. So the second to last episode, like there are, two moments like you yeah. thought that the, the that you had laugh out moment oh laugh out God. loud moments there are two scenes in the second to last episode that are like s- some of the funniest things i've ever <laughs> seen uh-huh. on television and i like if you get there you have to tell me when you watch it because right. they are so like i was when i was watching it this week i was dying dying laughing it's incredible all right um and what's what's interesting is that Dave, yes, this is all based on his real life. Apparently, like, not yes. only the actor in the show and the rapper, like that's his actual name, that's his actual rap name. He writes this. He wrote and created this show. So, like, 
all the like his situation that's a I, real situation like him yeah. coming up in in rap like this is what actually for the most part happened to him then god bless him yeah god bless because him because that first couple episodes it was just it was, and then there was a dinner which i can't remember the line but i i laughed so hard at the girlfriend in the dinner scene early on like episode 1 or episode 2 it just, just she's tremendous. She's Taylor's really awesome. good. She does a great, David Painter great job is too. the father. I wanted to give him a shout out because mm-hmm. I think he's a great actor too. Mm-hmm. Well, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I knew oh, it was, so I much was fun. Very curious as to how you'd like it because I know you don't enjoy rap. Don't. But like, I felt like this transcended that a little bit, and <laughs> yeah. it's a lot. Like, this is a show that's a, it's a lot. Like they oh, yeah. when they go there like they're really going there and it can be a lot for people but um it's oh, it's yes. really funny i'm glad you liked it let so moving in and you de- you tend to guide us through our episodes here yes if sir. i may take the burden off you um, love to. heading into our suggested for you this week yes sir i have a suggestion for you okay i don't know if you've watched this yet i know you expressed interest but perhaps we could do a communal watch, or we both watch the same flick. Um, have you yet seen Mank? Yes, I have ah. seen Mank. Chris, I don't know why I talk to you, man. Sorry, man. I've I don't seen know it. why I try. I don't know why I try. Been there, right. done that. Been there, done that. Well, then I have other suggestions. Then there's no pleasing you. Um, well, what is, what's your other suggestion then? Let's just get right into it. Well, would you like to give me yours or I'm actually, I'm going to do a spontaneous suggestion based off of something that you said, um, earlier in this episode, I am going to suggest to you. Yes. The Phoebe Waller bridge starring and created by show Fleabag. Ah, okay. Which is on, yes. um, which is on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, it is only two seasons. Quick episodes, quick right. uh, ten episode seasons. Um, it is much more famous for its second season than it is for its first, but the first season is very good, and it shows off a lot of. Phoebe Waller-Bridge's personality because again it's written by her and starring her and so you could get a little uh sense of her acting ability and what she's like beyond just interviews all right I yes beyond just her appearances on Graham Norton yeah um okay I'm I'm down because I've been looking for an excuse to watch that show like I've been I've been putting it off putting it off but I want to see it um my suggestion for you okay I don't know if you've seen this one yet. If not, then I have one I know you haven't seen, or at least I believe you haven't seen. Um, Have you seen a futile and stupid gesture? I not only have not seen that movie, I've never even heard of that movie before. You've never heard those words in that As a matter of fact, you're going to have to repeat that for me to make sure Ah. that I write it down so I know what I'm watching well let me i'll repeat it but first let me uh explain it yes so you and i enjoy a good comedy film love it we enjoy uh the comedic stylings of bill murray 
Oh, um, absolutely. The early comedic stylings of Chevy Chase before yes, he transitioned into kind of being a, a jerk. Jerk. Uh, and so some of those early films, such as Caddyshack, Animal House, etc., yes. um, were made by National Lampoon. Gotcha. Yep. Now, National Lampoon started as a magazine, uh, and its founders were in Animal House. And you'll recognize the scene because they show it in this. But what this movie is, and it is called, get ready to write it down, mm. it is called A Futile and Stupid Gesture, which is okay. a line from Animal House. When they're all failing and they're like, what do we do now? And he says, what we need now is a really futile and stupid gesture. And, uh, and then hilarity ensues. But what it is, is actually the story of how National Lampoon got started and how all those movies like really came about. Is this, uh, is this a documentary or is well, it? No, of... it's like a movie. It's a, so gotcha. it's on Netflix. So okay. futile and stupid gesture on Netflix. Um, and it, it's, it's a movie that acts as a documentary. Got it. It's strange. Yep, like, yep, yep. yeah, but you're going to love the people in it. Like, for example, the lead character um, who's playing, excuse me, who's playing Doug is, why well, can't I think of his name, is Will Forte. Tremendous. Oh, okay. Will Forte. So this is a fairly newer. Fairly newer. Domino okay. Gleason plays Henry Beard, okay. who is his partner. Um, so those two, tremendous. I don't know if you know Martin Mull. Are you familiar with Martin Mull at all? Um, yes. Yes, Martin Mull sure was in The Cool Kids, a recent movie. He was in Roseanne. He was in Jingle All the Way. Um, okay. Oh, oh, yep. he's Colonel Mustard from Clue. Got it. Okay. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yep. He, he plays like the chorus. He essentially acts as the guy who's talking to me and you, the the right. documentary viewers, whereas Will Forte is just in acting. the movie. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so I think you're going to love it. Okay. Like, I don't think you're going to like it. I think you're actually going to love wow. All right. this movie. Yeah. Because it's basically, it's basically giving us all the movies we love, but in more. one movie. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So I like it. I think it's going to be tremendous. Okay, that's it. That's interesting. Yeah. That's out of a little bit out of left field there. Yeah, but I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I, I may do a watch rewatch. It. There you go. Why not? Yeah. Why not? You know? Go for it. Um, In preparation. Well, everyone, that is going to do it for us for this week. Um, next week, again, we have much more to look forward to. We have the season finale of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, we yeah. have our suggestions for each other. Uh, Neil, he's going to watch Fleabag. I'm going to watch a futile and stupid gesture. <laughs> yeah. Um, we are going to come up with some lists for you because those seem to be kind of fun. And until next time listen if you like what you're hearing we would really appreciate if you liked and subscribed and, and reviewed wherever it is that you're listening we are on virtually every you know every pod, every podcast platform uh, that there is that matters um, and 
also a, a platform that definitely matters is Neil's great website, glueedtothescreen.com. That's glued, the number two, thescreen.com. Oh, yeah. Neil, with that being said, what do you got to say to the people? Stream on, everybody.